0: Welcome to the draftnut podcast. It's Jared Feinberg here going solo for today's episode. It's good to be back recording an episode talking about football, anything draft college football, NFL football you name it just glad to be back here recording a podcast. Um, excited to talk about some topics from from things I've seen on Twitter as of late. Um, And also, I'm going to give my thoughts a little bit on a couple receiver prospects I've been watching over the last few days. Um, The last 10, 15 days or so have been pretty crazy for me. Um, Let's just say my mental health has taken a toll. Um, And, you know, today, as I'm recording this podcast, this is sort of my day of just relaxation. And, you know... I have the time on my hands to record a podcast, so and I haven't done, and we haven't done a podcast in a while, so it's good to be recording again. Um, I had a loss in in the family um, last week, so it was a little, it was a rough week for me. And also before, and on top of that, having to deal with school um, and trying to keep up with the draft process. Um, it, it, it's definitely taken a toll on me. So, today is more just like as I'm recording this podcast, it's been more of just focus, just a, a little bit of self care, um, and just focusing on my mental health, just trying to relax, trying to be stress free, trying to be anxious free. Um, so, and I appreciate you guys for listening and being patient with Devin and I. Um, I know we haven't been recording as often as we'd like, um, but I am hoping that over the next several weeks, we will be getting back into that rhythm. I'm hoping starting this week, we can try and get back into a little bit of that rhythm. Um, Some things I've been thinking about doing for the podcast, um, I I am definitely thinking about doing live streams again, where um, Devin and I haven't really discussed about it yet um, But it's something that At Blue Chip Scouting That we are really trying to Do more is Expand our YouTube presence And we, we would love to try And um, do some live streams Live streams of the DraftNut podcast um, Maybe do a, a recording um, For app, uh, For iTunes And Spotify And then we'll do a live stream um, And you know you you'll definitely be hearing me go solo a lot more um because of Devin's job um working for Nola News um and you know it, we're we're trying to work out a good solid schedule for the both of us to be able to do this podcast so we're 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 definitely doing our best um and we're hoping that We'll have a lot more content for you guys over the next several weeks, over the next couple months as we approach the NFL draft. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunity to maybe do live streams again. Um, I'm definitely going to try and bring in some um, big time guests. Um, and, you know, maybe we can get Jordan Reed on. Maybe you can get um, Tyler Forno, one of my good buddies. Um, Or we can try to get Trevor Sikama. We'll we'll try our best to try and bring in some big names. We'll try and bring in some good, well-known, and respected people in the industry. So we're going to do our best uh, with this podcast, trying to see what works and what doesn't work. But we are going to do our best to get more episodes out for you guys. Okay, enough of that. Let's move on to a topic that's, I saw on Twitter a lot yesterday that featured Kirk Cousins and the Carolina Panthers. There was a report that came out um, either yesterday or the day before, I, I believe it was yesterday morning, where the Panthers, I, I, there was a report that came out that the Panthers had called Minnesota about Kirk Cousins, about a possibility of trading for Kirk, for Kirk Cousins. So we all know, the Carolina Panthers, they swung and missed with, with uh, Sam Darnold. And now Matt Rule is on the hot seat. David Tepper is probably a little anxious about the decision-making in terms of, okay, we've got to find our quarterback. They're going to try to swing at whatever quarterback is available. They'll definitely swing at Rodgers if he decides to go for a trade now as as of this moment as i'm recording this i have no idea whether rogers is even going to be playing next year whether he's going to be retired whether he's going to want to trade whether he's staying in green bay i have no idea so just keep that in mind panthers can inquire about russell wilson uh deshaun deshaun watson insert eye roll emoji um Probably inquire about Carson Wentz. They're going they're going to inquire they're going to call any team that is that could potentially trade their quarterback. Um, and you know, Kirk Cousins' name has come up as of late, and he came up yesterday. And that that took Panther Nation into a frenzy on Twitter. A lot of people aren't big fans of Cousins, and I I, I understand where they're coming from. Um, Kirk Cousins doesn't have really a great record against winning teams throughout his career. So I, I get it. But is there a possibility that Kirk Cousins could be coming to Carolina? I have no idea. Anything is possible. I'll just say that. If the Panthers do decide to trade for Kirk Cousins, let's think about this. Number one. Kirk Cousins will be entering his last year of his contract in Minnesota. Um, He'll be a free agent in 2023. His cap hit is $45 million. Carolina taking up that contract with Sam Darnold on the roster, who also is getting paid $18 million, almost $19 million this upcoming season on his fifth-year option. That's a lot for Carolina to take over, especially when they have a major need on the offensive line. A need that's probably tied for the top need on the team, along with quarterback. If you're gonna trade for Kirk Cousins, you will need to move Darnold in a potential move. You'll have to you'll probably have to include Darnold in that potential move for Kirk Cousins. Now, with Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's like a mid tier. He's like not he's not like an average quarterback. Sure, there are sure, I have questions about his arm talent overall. He doesn't have elite an elite arm by any means. Um but Kirk Cousins is bet is the best quarterback Caroline would have since Cam Newton midway through twenty eighteen. Let's just be real. Kirk Cousins would be an instant upgrade at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And Kirk Cousins is good enough to be a playoff quarterback for this team. Having Kirk Cousins plus getting your offensive line rebuilt during the offseason, maybe even through the draft, you know, I, I, I don't think that's a bad direction to go and look Kirk Cousins is not my first preference preference when it comes to how or how I see everything playing out for Carolina and in my personal opinion in my personal opinion excuse me my preference for quarterbacks would go and I tweeted this out um, on Tuesday 1A and 1B would be a rookie quarterback or or a veteran free agent. Um, A rookie quarterback that's either Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, or even Sam Howell. Veteran free agent quarterback would be either Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky. um, Just off the top of my head. After that, it would then be Cousins... Darnold, Garoppolo, Wentz, Carson Wentz, and Gardner Minshew. Now I I I left off Deshaun Watson from this list for very good reason, and I think that should be obvious because it. it, When you have over twenty women accusing you of, of sexual misconduct. And, look, I don't give a shit about the whole innocent until proven guilty BS, you know? Like, whether Watson did what he's being accused of, whether he did it or not, it's still going to be a bad look for any organization that tries to trade for Watson and let's be clear. Deshaun Watson has not cleared his no-trade clause for any team yet. He previously did it for Miami. But that was when Brian Flores was the head coach there. Now Flores is now the linebacker's coach in Pittsburgh. Could a, could a trade to Miami still happen? Who knows? Um... But it doesn't seem like there's going to be anything happening on the on the Deshaun Watson front for probably the next month or so, and, he, and he's still yet to be cleared. And the reason, and all the reasons I pointed out about why I don't want Watson on the team, is very valid. Very valid. I don't want Deshaun Watson on my roster, period. Sure, he is an incredible football talent. But when you're having those type of legal issues, nah. No way. No way. I, I it, is dry, it is driving me nuts how there are members of the media continuing to push for Deshaun Watson to be on a football team, regardless of whether or not he's cleared, it's it, it would be a bad look for any team, period. I don't want Deshaun Watson on any football team. And look, if he's cleared, he's cleared. But at the same time, I still have my doubts about Deshaun Watson and the type of person he is. I, and that—that's all I'm going to say on that subject, because you can go. We can spend the next twenty to thirty minutes talking about Deshaun Watson and his legal issues, but I'm not going to do that because it's a waste of time. We already know everything that's going on. Of what we know, um, and again, if I'm the Panthers. I would rather not try and trade for a quarterback with those type of legal issues. No way. No way. So that's why I left Deshaun Watson off my preference list. It's because of those reasons. That's it. Football. If we're talking about a fo- from a football perspective, if we're talking about from a football perspective, I'm still a little hesitant on wanting Deshaun Watson And again, Watson is an elite talent. When he's on the field, one of the best talents at quarterback in the NFL. We saw that in the playoffs 2019, 2019, I believe. So, you know, I'm just not there with Watson. But with Cousins, Cousins is the first quarterback I would prefer when it comes to the trade market. To the quarterback trade market More specifically um, So you know A trade featuring Cousins and Darnold What could that look like So I, I kind of put this together Just kind of threw it out there I don't know how people would think But here here's The type of trade I would Do if I was Carolina and Minnesota Carolina would Get pick 12 Will get the 12th overall pick, Minnesota's pick, and a day two or a a day two pick, whether that's the first or second round. Or not the first, second or third round. Minnesota would get Sam Darnold, sixth overall pick, and a 2023 day two pick. That's it. It's simple as that. If Carolina can somehow get Kirk Cousins, without having to give up that six-round pick, or not six-round, that six-overall pick, W, big W. But again, I get the concerns. He's 33, $45 million cap hit. You're going to be quite limited at that point if a trade were to happen with signing players in free agency. But again, you can still so re- you can so, uh restructure contracts. Taylor Moten, Shaq Thompson, Christian McCaffrey—those are guys that can get their contracts restructured in order to clear more cap space to make moves to protect your quarterback. I mean, there, there are ways Carolina can create cap space even if they make a trade like this. But again, there's no guarantee this trade happens. I doubt Kirk Cousins is going to be the starting quarterback in Carolina come week one who do I think will be the starting quarterback come week one my gut right now it's still Sam Darnold but at the same time I think Scott Fitter and Matt Rule are going to do everything they can to try and get Sam Darnold out of Carolina so that that's where I am on Kirk Cousins situation and you know Again, Kirk Cousins, he's not an elite quarterback by no means. He is in that top 10 to 14 range. Like, he he is a good quarterback. Like, simple as that. He's a good quarterback, but he's not, he's not very good, nor is he an elite quarterback. He is right there on the line of good, just above average. And look, his moments are bad. I get it. But his good moments, whoa. Oh, Panther fans, if you were watching Kirk Cut, if you were paying any, te- any attention to Kirk Cousins and how he was playing against Carolina this season and the season before that, bro, that's the type of quarterback I would like to have on my roster. I don't care what the contract is. I don't care what the age of him is. If he, if he can continue to put that type of production out on the field, Kirk Cousins, I'd be perfectly fine with. But again... I don't expect it to happen. Let's move on. I want to give my thoughts on Jahan Dotson and Traylon Burks real fast. Um, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. Um, I know Devin Jackson, my co host. Devin, if you're listening, sorry, bro. I have to talk about him. Um, You know, Devin can probably explain the whole Jahan Dotson. Criticism better than I can because he's having to de- he has dealt with Penn State fans um for a while in terms of you know whether or not Jahan Donson is the best wide receiver in the Big Ten coming into the NFL draft. I can say with confidence that Jahan Donson is not the best receiver in the out of the Big Ten coming into the NFL. Jahan Donson. Great route runner. I mean, he can run the full route tree. Um, he he is very he is a very decisive route runner. Um, he's crafty. He, he is quite explosive as a route runner. He he has a great understanding of how to really sell his routes. Um, and his double moves are really really nice. Um, very nuanced. Very decisive. Deceiving. Um, He is really good in this area He's got really natural separation um, And 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 it's because of his good short area quickness He's able to um, He is Able to create natural separation But vertically as well But it's still an area that he's growing in Because there are times where he does get thrown off his route by physical corners, and I'll get to that in just a second. But um, he 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 has some good natural separation, but there are some areas in that part of his game that he may need to tweak up a little bit um, against more physical corners um, at the next level. Um, I was really surprised about Dotson's ball skills, you know, and. I, I was coming in expecting, you know, like from what I had seen, Dodson wasn't as, didn't seem like the above the rim type of guy that would just dominate in this area. Dodson was really good in this area. When it, when it came to above the rim ability, being able to go up and get those high balls, um, despite his size, he's got really good catch radius, and he's also got good body control. Um In contested situations, um, he's got a really good knack of making difficult catches, um, against Auburn, he made some really nice catches, um, he made a one-handed grab at one point, I mean, he's, he has got some talent, man, um, he's got some ball skills for sure, um, going back to the Ohio State game the year before in 2020, um, when he snagged that one-handed catch, um, I, I think it was against Sean Wade, and I was like, "Man, he he he's got some ball skills." But above the rim ability was where I was most impressed with. Um, he tracks the ball really well, um, and he he's also got some good releases in terms of release packages. Um, he is very more. Um, He's definitely more decisive And more finesse than he is physical Um, You know In in this area This is where I have my concern Um, Dotson He he struggles a little bit Against physical corners Um, And you saw it a little bit Against Auburn when he was playing um, Against Roger McCrary Um, And You saw it a little bit Throughout his tape that he he will tend to struggle against those physical corners, um, and I think that's more having to add more strength um, to his body, adding more maybe some more mass. I I don't think he it's not necessarily he's tiny, but he he could definitely. Benefit from adding more power More strength um, in his game Against physical corners um, But at the same time His Release ability Is still good But it's not as good as you think You would like from a receiver that Can separate well And, can, and is a really good Route runner um, Don- In terms of his versatility Donson, He's played X He's played Z. Um, he's played in slots. Um, he's also had snaps at punt ret- as a punt returner um, and on special teams. Um, if I'm reading my notes correctly, he had 72 snaps um, on special teams uh, this past season. Um, he's a really good athlete, which also came as as a surprise. He's got good speed post catch. Um, he has the ability to run away from defenders. After the catch, he'll he he can definitely break some tackle angles. He can. Um, he's sh- he's displayed some good elusiveness um, when it comes to having to force defenders to miss um, in tight spaces. But he his tape was really impressive in my opinion. I, I was expecting something. I- Didn't really come into this with very high expectations with Dotson, but Dotson really impressed me on tape I I think there are definitely things to like I believe he will be He will probably start out as a slot receiver in the NFL, um, but he It doesn't mean he can't play on the boundary. He can definitely play on the boundary as an X receiver um and he he's as he continues to grow and develop as a player, um, and also add more strength, he'll definitely move a little bit further into more, possibly a permanent role as an ex receiver. Um, I don't have a pro comp for Donson because I think pro comparisons are dumb. <laughs> um, not not to be rude or anything, but I, I just do not like pro comparisons because you know. Unless they are, I know that they are like, oh, this one just makes total sense. I haven't really thought about comparison for Dotson. There wasn't really one that made a ton of sense for me from my knowledge base. So um, no pro comparison for Dotson. I gave him a low second round grade, um, a film grade of 80. Um, and, And look, this is a really deep receiver class. Dotson's a good receiver. He's going to find a he's going to find a good role in the NFL. Um, but he is definitely not the best Big Ten receiver in this draft. Um that title, I believe, right now belongs to Garrett Wilson and will probably belong to him for the rest of the process. Garrett Wilson is right now my top receiver. Um, but but he does have a challenger. And his name is Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks I'm still working on his evaluation at the moment as we're recording this episode. Um, I've watched three games of him at the moment, but through those three games, a lot of things stood out. His run after catch ability is elite. Um, just he will break te- he'll break angles uh, for days. I mean, I saw it again. I, the first game I watched was Alabama. Was Traylon Burks versus Alabama? And, dude, what he did against that Alabama defense, that secondary, Nick Saban had to have been impressed. I mean, Burks had a game against Alabama. Um, He, man, what Burks did against Alabama, he showed really good run after catchability. I mean, he was just, he was so good in the open space. He can really do some fun stuff. Um, in the open field He's got good vision, good balance His athleticism For his size um, Let me pull up his signs here I don't really have it written down just yet um, I've been meaning to But Right now he's currently listed At 6'3", 225 pounds um, We'll probably get a better We'll probably get More of a confirmation of his size And weight at the combine Here in a couple of weeks um or actually next week, the combine's next week. I just realized that. Um but at his size, his athleticism, his quickness, his body control, just phenomenal. Like Traylon Burks is so fun to watch, man. Um he's got great ball skills, contested catchability, um, elite catch radius. Um he's got the speed to run away from defenses which is scary for his size. That That's pretty scary. Um, in terms of just overall, in terms of body type, he reminds me a, a little bit of A.J. Brown, um, but I think he'll be compared a lot to Debo Samuel. Um, not saying he's Debo per se, because Debo is just a talent of his own with great versatility himself, but Traylon Burks, what he was asked to do at Arkansas is a lot of what Debo is being asked to do in San Francisco. Um, Burks was playing at running back, H-back, slot, X, Z receiver. Um, They've used him in motion a ton. Um, He played a lot in the slot. um, And I think that's where he may end up starting um, his career at. But he has the ability to be a really good boundary receiver, like an elite boundary receiver. Um, he is, he showed that ability against Alabama. He was physical against against the boundary corners at Alabama. Um, he, he still needs to develop a little bit more as a route runner. He did grow plenty from twenty twenty. Um and there there is so much to like about Burks. Um And once I finish watching Burks, putting in the grades, all that, Burks will probably end up being a top three receiver for me. Maybe even receiver one. So Garrett Wilson's time as my receiver one could be coming to an end depending on what my grade ends up being. But what I've seen so far at Burks has been just phenomenal tape. And probably some of the best tape I saw Was against Alabama When you're able to put your When your resume game In a sense is against Alabama That turned heads That turned my head That what he did against Alabama Got me out of my seat Like he he played ball um, I didn't watch the Alabama game live um, Because I, I, I do remember That game was the same Afternoon, afternoon or evening, as when the Clemson home games I was at this past season. Um, not, not to brag, but um, but being able to finally watch this game against Alabama, like I was, I was shocked. I, I, I was, genu- I was genuinely shocked of what he did against Alabama. That 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 was a great performance. That was probably his. It, that's his best game. In terms of if all the games you watch of Burks in 2021, his Alabama game was probably the best in terms of a in terms of his pro resume. That's probably going to be his best game, for sure. Um, I'll tweet out what I think about Traylon Burks um, after this. Once I'm finished recording this podcast, once I finish his full evaluation. But man, Traylon Burks, man, he's the real deal. He's going to be one of the first receivers off the board. He may end up being the first receiver off the board. Um, And the team that I would love to see him go to, Cleveland. Cleveland needs a receiver, needs a true playmaking receiver. Traylon Burks can be that dude and then some. You know, I, I don't know about their quarterback situation right now, but, you know. Maybe Baker Mayfield could benefit from having a Traylon Burks on his roster. Who knows? But that'll be it for today's podcast, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm not sure when I'll be back. Hopefully, we'll record another episode with Devin. We may go solo again. Not exactly sure what's going to happen yet, um, but we'll keep you updated on how... Or what our content schedule will look like for the DraftNub podcast, um, and I definitely would like to get back to doing some live streams of the Drafting Up podcast. And I know you guys, I know a lot of people were fans of the live streams of the DraftNub podcast during the summer, so we'll, we'll definitely try to get back to that. Alrighty, guys, take care, peace and love, as Nick Burks would say, peace, baby.